right, fuckers. <laughs> Are you ready for Read More, Episode 2, ABO, Electric Boogaloo? Because we already recorded this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear you. I'm not going to continue the bit. We're just going to keep going. I'm I'm not doing it again. Wow. But but you know what we are doing again? We are going to learn about ABO again. if, If this recording goes bad again, I'm just canceling this whole episode. You don't have the ability to cancel. Um, this is this is not a democracy. of the company. (laughs) We, me and Malik, own 32? Two? Yes. (laughs) Individually or together? Individually. 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 It wouldn't total up to 100, Malik. Well, uh, we had a lot of problems. You you could say that, like, we together operate, like, 32% and Joker owns the rest. Joker earned owns this much of the company. He is a cat, so he doesn't know what to do with it, but, like, he owns it. He has a little, yeah, he has a little bit as his. But, um, we had a lot of problems last time recording, uh, our, this episode, when we tried to do it originally. Uh, Nikki lost half an hour of her recording. Uh, Discord disconnected me, like, three, four times. Um, and it was just... There was a thunderstorm? my, My Discord kept going off. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. All of your messages kept coming up, and then there was just a storm, so, you know. So it was just um, bad internet all around. Bad bad energy, bad internet. Bad intentions were put into the world because <laughs> the world did not want me bad to vibes. teach you all about ABO. But you know what? I'm going to fight the system at B um, and bring us some ABO. Just so, um... God. I'm gonna fight God themselves. I I'm not worried. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I think I'm strong enough. If not, my girlfriend has like a red belt in Taekwondo. I it was a black belt. No, it's a red belt, I think. Oh. It might be a black belt. If it is a black belt, she'll listen to this and be like, That's a black belt, but I'm pretty sure it's a red belt. Um, alright. So if I can't do it, she'll fight God for me. <laughs> yes, Nikki. Are we doing this is an editing thing? Are we gonna redo intros, or can we? Are we? Are yeah. We, what did we say? It was like, what do we do, right? It was. It was. Who, it was, who are we? Who are we? Because we didn't say that last time in, in our first episode. So technically, this is our introductionary our, episode. Our fucked up intro episode. Yeah. Well, this, so we're going to talk, what are we doing? What do we do with our lives? And I guess what fandom we are currently in, right? That was yeah, what it was. That was exactly. That's what it was, yeah. Okay, so hi, I am your main host, uh, Jill. I graduated in 2020 with my uh, bachelor's in sociology. 
and I plan on applying come this December for my master's in uh, media research at Rutgers. Um, I am currently in the, I guess I'm always in the Hannibal fandom currently, a skate fandom because skate just happened and skate is gorgeous <laughs> and wonderful and canon pet play yes give it to me um i've also been obsessively rewatching some episodes of law and order svu so i've been feeling some law and order svu feelings recently because um while we are a cab here at read more i do love olivia benson really do i i have some gay feelings she was definitely one of those early gay awakenings <laughs> with like her pixie cut in the earlier seasons oh beautiful woman but yeah what about you nikki uh well you just said my name thanks <laughs> uh i'm nikki i'm i guess the secondary host on this show uh what do I do? Uh, even though I am the same age as Jill, I'm actually working towards my bachelor's in computer animation. And uh, my contribute, ah, my con contribution to fandom is I like to make fan art. And most recent fandom, uh, probably Dragon Age. It's not recent, but it's like I came back to it. Um. Yeah, it's like me and Law and & Order and Hannibal. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess Skate by Proxy, because I did watch it, and I see whatever you retweet. He says, Skate by Proxy, as if she doesn't send me skate stuff. But go off, yeah. Skate by Proxy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, since we are re-recording on the day of the Nintendo Direct at E3, um... I guess I'm back in the Legend of Zelda fandom. Here we are. The video games. The video games. Good stuff. And Kingdom Hearts. I've been replaying Kingdom Hearts too. So there's a lot going on with me. Yeah, I feel that. I'm also always, I guess I can say, Dan Howell's birthday was this week. So I'm also in the fandom constantly. Always. <laughs> Ongoing. <laughs> and. Eternal. Eternal. And the sound man. The sound man himself. I'm the sounder. Uh, <laughs> the sounder. Uh, oh God. Hi, I'm Malik. Uh, I am the producer or sound guy of this podcast. Uh, I I don't know if I'm older than you two. I'm, you are. You are. You are. I'm. Tw I'm 24. I... I'm 24 years old. You're only a year older than us. I just turned 23, and Nikki turns 23 on. Saturday! Happy birthday. Although, probably by the time this episode is out, it's probably going to be way past. Oh, well, yeah. For sure. It's okay. It's okay. My current fandom, my most recent fandom, or not most recent fandoms, Persona, recently getting back into Fire Emblem, because Three House, because I was definitely out with Fates. Then, uh, Three Houses, like, brought me back in, uh... I gotta play that one. Um, mm -hmm. it's... Three Houses is both terrible and fucking great. Because it's... It's, it's one of my favorites, but at the same time, 
there's so much to do that it's almost overwhelming, and the graphics are not the best. <laughs> yeah, there, I've seen. There, there's the infamous photo of the fruit that you like bypass in like the town square mm-hmm. or the Garrick Mock Monastery that yeah. is so low polygon that it's basically a JPEG. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's Hold so on. good. I'm I'm I am pulling this up right now because it is oh, yeah. it is still something that I cry laughing at to this day. Uh, oh, with how okay. a game on the Nintendo Switch, a a pretty big budget game, uh, has textures that look like this. <laughs> Where is it? Wait, oh oh boy! Just a JPEG. <laughs> Oh no, that's just a, that's not that's not a model, Malik. That's just they modeled the surface and then they textured it on, and that's it. That's all they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, oh. I'm glad we're all in trash fandoms, you know. Um, yeah. The the only other fan I can think of myself in is I I want to say Banana Fish, but that fandom's dead, unfortunately. Um, I, I miss banana fish. I, I miss my banana fam. Um, probably decadence. No matter if it's just me and two other people. Uh, it's one of my <laughs> was one of my favorite shows of late. I love that show. Uh, so that's probably my most recent fandoms. Oh, um, I forgot. I uh, am also a student. I go mm-hmm. to university to and am currently studying journalism and media studies uh in hopes of becoming a writer of some sort hopefully an author of my own uh i used to do music but that said nah fam that's not for you anymore uh so now i write and that's cool and i am also a retail worker because getting because getting work in your field in this day and age is god hard hard. it is hard i love malika saying this to someone who wants to work in video games and video games and then someone who wants to be a college professor we're really out here (laughs) being messes but it's fine so uh let's start off this episode with a vocab lesson of people who might not know a damn thing about abo so ABO Dynamics, or Omegaverse, as it might be sometimes referred to, is a genre of fan fiction, a trope in fan fiction, that involves a system where there is a secondary gender that people are born into. And so by that we mean that you have the, you know, female, male, gender non-conforming non-binary whatever you want to label the third one is the umbrella you know or if you just want to go in specifics and list all of them you can you know i'm always down for more agender representation as a blob human (laughs) um but yes so we have you know those like quote-unquote regular normal genders just the ones that we know of you know all know of um and now we have the secondary gender genders of alpha beta and omega so these can be uh this is sometimes a system of hierarchy or it can have no bearing in a story besides the sexy stuff 
or it can have a lot of bearing in the story and be a major plot device. Um, so let's learn what these uh, terms themselves mean. So the alpha, um, if someone's secondary gender is alpha, they're usually the provider. They're very dominant. They're taking on the like stereotypical patriarchy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, you, Malik. No, it's okay. We're this all is human. real. That, that, We're real people. That that strained my neck almost. <laughs> my God, it looked like it hurt. I'm not gonna it did. lie. It did. It did. <laughs> Did. Oh, God. So alphas are in the stereotypically like patriarchal like father quote unquote masculine role in the relationship, and they can be met men. Um, as for female alphas, uh, fan lore says that they are also able to impregnate others, and some will temporarily grow a penis to do so, or their vulva will permanently grow into one when they present at a certain age. So they might be uh, born with a vulva, and then they're. Uh, vulva and probably their clitoris would be the thing that would present into a dick so that's awesome um we love already trans representation early on in in this episode (laughs) so then we have beta um beta you know people whose secondary gender is gender not gender (laughs) secondary (laughs) when did i become like gender (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that accent was. You, 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 you became Italian all of a sudden. I'm, I mean, Jill is Italian. You, you let it shine through. You, it came through in that one word. I don't know, okay. <clears throat> so if your secondary gender is beta, um, you are... Really, how you are depends on the author. Um, because some authors uh, let the betas like say that betas are able to impregnate uh, impregnate others. Um, some they betas are just kind of like run of the mill day to day people. Sometimes they're seen as the peacemakers. Um, they sometimes have they may have ab quote unquote abnormal or quote unquote normal autonomy. So the betas really they're kind of just there. They're here to vibe. Yeah, honestly, like if I if I think of this like hierarchy, right, and I would have to put my friends into this hierarchy, Nikki's a beta. She's just there to vibe. <laughs> like that's really what it is, you know. Um, and then we have omegas, which are subs, like a sub in the truest form of the word sub. Um, they are basically here to have the babies. Um, men. Uh, uh, Omega men can self-lubricate and they can also have babies Um, and the Omega is either like hated in the world or like a real prized possession in the world it really depends on how the author wants to write it. A lot of the times you have like um, uh, if you do like medieval I feel like I've seen a lot in like medieval uh, ABOAUs where like the Omegas are like prized like the omega princess or prince you know like i can all i think in my head is like omega prince keith (laughs) yeah (laughs) like right once or like if not medieval something with like a monarchy or a hierarchy yeah yeah so then there's this thing called pair bonds which is basically being someone's soulmate um sometimes they show this by biting each other and that's called marking uh and this process is often referred to as mating um 
Turns out different fandoms have different rules or like very common headcanons for what mating involves in their universe. Um, fan lore says that at one point, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Angel and Spike were often taking human mates in fanfiction. In this fandom, it was often termed claiming. And DBC fanfic, Bulma and Vegeta sometimes form a mating bond after having sex. Nikki, do you have any comments you'd like to make about this? I still think Vegeta's the Omega, and anyone can come at me and fight me, but it's him. He's the Omega. You cannot... No. There's no argument. To Goku or Bulma? Bulma. Bulma's the Alpha. If it's the Goku, that's a different story. Yeah, but so according to according to fan lore, it, it this happens often enough in Dragon Ball Z fanfic that they put it in this piece. Which, good for them. Good, good for the Dragon Ball Z fanfic. <laughs> um, all right, back to that. That's a mess of a fandom. <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> I much. Imagine. I, I can imagine. I, I'm not. I'm not even in that, and I just see stuff that happens, and I'm like. You guys need sure. help. You guys need to you go out. <laughs> I see them like go after like the hint of gay, and I'm like, do you watch Dragon Ball? <laughs> you know, that's fair. But like, here, if we see a crumb, we go for it. That is true. That is very true. The gays see a crumb, and we take it, and we go running. We, I will make a cake based off of that one little crumb. You know that new show? That's like, do you ever? Did you see that new show on like I don't know, fucking? It's like some prime time. This is a tangent, but it's so stupid to me. I just have to say, talk about how okay. stupid I think this show is. Um, okay. It's a show on primetime TV now where it's like crime scene kitchen, where these bakers have to go into a kitchen and look at like the way that they messed up like the cake or whatever. Say they made a cake, yeah. and they like have left like stuff out from their ingredients and like tore the cake up or whatever and they had to like figure out what they made and make the right dessert themselves okay oh, that, that is that is not what i thought you were going with and i'm like that is terribly uncool now because <laughs> i was like yeah. is, is this a crime he's like, is this a he's crime like, scene? Second, I like this. Is, is this because like it? oh yeah like it's sure but like i was like yo this is like a you have to find out what happened in this kitchen. There's a crime scene? That's cool. That's also what I thought, to be fair. But no. I was like, oh, no. what? What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm here for it. Fine. All right. Back to the fan lore quote. In Harry Potter fandom, the Vila fic and Vila's, I had to do some uh, research, are their version of sirens. Mm-hmm. Um often uh involves mating for and often a soul bond and werewolves for example in the teen wolf fandom are sometimes said to mate for life which is always nice and nikki told me last time that she didn't know anything about that because she didn't really read any uh no fanfic for teen wolf no i think the most i read was like hysteric stuff but honestly i just was there for the fan art and that's literally it like i didn't go in for anything else Oh, valid. So, mating usually happens when either an omega goes into heat, when their only need is to have sex and get pregnant, and or be cared for. That's awesome. <laughs> Stop! That, that, Poggers, bro! That, that, that is true, Pog. I hate um. it here, thanks. 
And then Orin Alpha goes into a rut, which is a heat, but for the Alpha, um, they have to fuck something and or care for the Omega. That's messy. <laughs> That's not Poggers. No, I'm kidding. That is also Poggers. Um, <laughs> We're adults. Uh, <laughs> totally. We have um, jobs. <laughs> so, uh, knots and nodding, um... In, are also involved in mating because uh, a knot is a mass that grows at the base of an alpha's dick, making it hard for the omega to untangle themselves from the alpha. So it just ensures that impregnation will happen. Wait, repeat that again? I, I, I felt like I misheard something. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> I, I, I just wasn't a sure. Knot, a knot is a mass that grows at the base of the alpha's dick making it hard for the Omega to untangle themselves from the Alpha. Okay, you said... What did you... You, you said base. I wasn't listening for a split second. I thought you said face. So I was like, oh, yes. what? <laughs> Penis nose. You know. Penis nose. <gasps> that, that's why... There, there has to be some AU out there. That's why it's called the head. <laughs> that was Good. a dad joke. Good. That was a dad Good. joke. <laughs> That was a dad joke. Um, okay, we're almost done with the vocab lesson, friends. So uh, another thing involved in mating is nesting, which is like before an omega goes into heat, they create a nest uh, from like their alpha's things. Sometimes the alpha helps, sometimes they don't help. And then finally, a kink meme. A kink meme is a prompt that someone kind of puts into the void and hopes that it will get written. Like you kind of just submit it to a kink meme like Twitter or a Tumblr and it'll get posted, and then it's basically free for anyone to kind of fuck around with and do what they want. And it's always posted anonymously. From yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot, most of them, yeah. All right, Nikki. Yeah. You know the answer to this. Do you know the answer to this? Do what? In what fandom did ABO originate? Oh, yes, they do. Uh, Supernatural. Hell yeah, dude. But specifically, it was a supernatural uh, RPF, real person fiction. Nikki just shakes her head. Me, still upsets me to this day. <laughs> About Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles. Um, and it was created for a kink meme prompt. Real ass people with wives and kids. Yeah, wives, children. Also seem vaguely homophobic. If I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? The most re the last episode showed true love. It wasn't even the last episode. It wasn't even. It, it wasn't. Was like it was like the third to last or second to last, something like that. Oh, yeah. That, that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, and uh, and Dean Dean gets like Dean seems very like disgusted by it. Like, not gonna lie. It's not anyway, great. It's you, not great. <laughs> we're not gonna get into it. So true love doesn't exist in this fucking You dumb. know what? You know what? I might have to do... We might have to do an episode just on November 6, 2020. That is fair, because I think we all knew where we were at that Well, we time. all knew where we were, but also, do you remember when, like, suddenly it was like... But it went off? No, well, like Twitter, because then there was the whole thing about, like... Putin maybe resigning or whatever it was like. Oh yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, there was that rumor that Putin was resigning that like got brought into the whole. Yeah, um, that was a fun night. So I should probably we should probably do an episode on that night specifically. 
Um, however, I do have the original prompt. Would y'all want me to read it? Go ahead. Preferably no, but sure. It's for the content. Right. It's for, for the, the content. content. Okay, I want this. Like I said, I want this to be a highly produced section. You can leave me. You can leave this part in. I don't care. I'm gonna give y'all some. I'm gonna be like, do this, that, and the other thing. I'm gonna be a, a producer. I don't know. Whatever. Director. Anyway, I, a I'm the producer. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Man. My job producer. is still here. <laughs> anyway, you're, you're looking for like director or like uh, yeah. assistant producer or something like that. There we go. I would. I'm gonna do that job for the moment because um, I'm gonna say this very, very nicely, and I want some good music over it. We're gonna make this as sexy as we possibly can. You know, people get off to this stuff, and I want them to enjoy listening to me talk about it. <clears throat> hey, you. Their world is just like ours, except in their world there are two types of men. One is the alpha male. The other is the bitch male. Alpha males are like any ordinary guy, with the exception of their cocks. They work just like dog cocks, the knot, tons of cum, etc. The bitch male is just like any ordinary guy without the special cock. I'd like to see alpha male Jared and bitch male Jensen. Jensen is a snotty prude, think lady from Lady and the Tramp. He may be a bitch male, but he's not just going to let anybody take a go at his sweet little ass until he meets Jared. Then prudy little Jensen turns cockslut for Jared. Bonus points of J squared being OTP. Jensen was a virgin before Jared, and now that they have met each other, it's for life. Completely up to you if mating happens just anywhere in the middle, in the middle of the sidewalk, in the park, etc., or on a more private level. How do you feel about that? Every time you have read this to me, I've only became increasingly upset by this whole thing. <laughs> it's not even like, ah, yes, the content. Because I read ABO. It's mm -hmm. l literally not that. It's just bitch mail and cock slut really do get to me. <laughs> but see, okay, but like, here's the thing, right? There's like, it, that's a good thing. It, those words are chosen for a reason. Like, in the yeah, base of ABO, in the, the base of ABO was always like, kind of a hierarchical setup. Like, you know, it kind of seems like that, and um, it is kind of degradation-esque. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. can see that that's kind of where this kink may have started for this person, you know? Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, like, I'm, that's cool. Degradation's cool. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> but I think that's where it started, and, like, I'm honestly not surprised by, like, the use of the word bitch mail, because... It's just, like, something about the wording of the prompt seems, like, very, like, extra heterocentric, yes. you know? Because, especially because of quote-unquote bitch. Um, yeah. And then, like, also just, I don't know, cockslet is also kind of, uh, is a very, can also be seen as a derogatory term, too, yeah. in, like, a bad way. And, yeah. I don't know. Derogatory. And, derogatory derogatory um <laughs> not derogatory empowered <laughs> but but there is another thing that i wanted to say about this was that the story that came out of this uh kink prompt this kink meme prompt mm -hmm. um 
was later referred to as like the Lady in the Tramp series because mm-hmm. it wasn't like Lady in the Tramp specifically, but it was just because of that one line of like Jared yeah. being snooty, like Lady from Lady in the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the first post to use the terms Alpha, Beta, and Omega seems to be from November 2010. And then in January 2011, uh, uh, there was a post on two separate SPN uh, meme prompt pages. So here's the prompt that uses uh, them original, the original names, uh, not the original names, but uses Alpha, Beta, and Omega names. And it was, like I said, on two separate supernatural meme prompt pages. <clears throat> there are three types of men. Alpha males, beta males, and omega males. Alpha males are like any ordinary guy with the exception of their cocks. They work just like canines, the knot, tons of cum, strong breeders, etc. The beta male is an ordinary guy without the special cock. Omega males are capable of childbearing and often called bitch males. So you can just see that if like this is not the same person, because it's very likely that it is the same person because yeah. of all of the like wording that's similar, um, that if it's not the same person, then it was inspired by that person. Yeah. Um, but this kind of expands on it a little bit because then it brings in the beta male. Um, and it is the first time that they mention childbearing uh, with Omega mm-hmm. males. So that was originally added. And I just... Why do we always have to bring dogs into this? And escape it. <laughs> I know, even though it's been proven wrong, which, da-da-da, tangent, but a tangent that is related, so is it really tangent a tangent? Tangent on topic. Tangent on topic. Yes. So, uh, the terms alpha, beta, and omega come from this old, uh, well, it was like a an old study done on wolves. Um, I'm Googling it right now to see if it actually has, you know what? No, because all I'm getting is fan lore stuff. So no. But anyway, it was an old study done on wolves where the researcher said that the wolf pack that he was observing broke up into three separate groups in a hierarchy. And there was one alpha male and then the alpha male had like wives or whatever. And it kind of went that way. Mm-hmm. Um, however, years later, the study was completely debunked because it could not be replicated anywhere else. And if you know anything about science, if you can't replicate the study, then it's probably not true. Yeah. So anytime anyone tries to tell you that they're an alpha male, oh my god, or they're like or fucking sigma male. I don't even know where that one came from, to be honest with you. I don't know where the sigma male came from. That, that- but... It's new form Omegaverse. But, but yeah, so if anyone comes, any man tries to tell you, oh, I'm an alpha male, I'm whatever, no. It's all based in lie because they couldn't recreate the study. So, So, yeah, there's no such thing actually in the wild. Uh, We've learned that. So, I I can. Toxic masculinity. I can actually. Oh, yes. I can actually tell you where Sigma male does come from. Oh god, where did Sigma male come from? According to dictionary.com, the term Sigma male seems to be the creation of far-right activist and writer Theodore Robert uh. Beale, who goes by Vox Day, who began using the term as early as January 2010. Oh jeez. I only saw it as a meme, like, last year. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah. Also, it's 
any man tries to tell you any of that, he's most likely a terrible right winger. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so these are the basis posts for what came to be considered the Omegaverse, mm-hmm. which is, you know, these overarching set of rules that these types of universes fall under. And mm-hmm. Nikki, yes. what are some of the rules of Omegaverse? See, here's the funny part. I have such a shit memory that whatever answers that I gave you last time we did this, I have no recollection of. So let's let's do this. Um, so you said ruling for what again? Just in general, like what are the rules? What are yeah? What are some big rules that kind of go across all ABO universes, all Omega Verse universes? I'm like. I don't read it that often, so that's why I get, like, like, about it, because I don't remember too many, but I'm also, uh, across all of them. (laughs) Um, I like how the last time we recorded this, I had more ideas, and now that you're asking me now, I'm just like, head empty, head empty, no thoughts. Okay, what are, yeah. what are, how about this, how about this? Based on, like, fandom experience that, like, you've seen, like, mm-hmm. what have, what do you think would be, like, some of the main rules of Omegaverse, then? Because I'm, like, my brain keeps referencing one story, and I'm like, one story does not count for the Like, but no, 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 tell me, but tell me, because there's a chance that this one story has some shit in it that's basically, like... I mean, like, it's like stuff you said, like, the Omega is usually, uh... Even if treated badly, is still like prized. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I know that when they get into heat, it they stinky. Both of them, both of them stinky. That is an important thing to mention. That is pheromones. Pheromones play a huge role in ABO fan fiction. Stinky. Explain it, Nikki. Ooh, stinky. Oh, stinky. stinky. Talk about it, Nikki. But, um, yeah. When... They sniff. They sniff, sniff. <laughs> uh, they are stinky because when... I feel like I'm taking biology. Uh, when they are stinky, it's because when uh, Alpha is reaching his rut or Omega is reaching his heat, it's like they release pheromones so they get attracted and poor betas who are just there vibing are like oh god we're normal people but we have to watch these people have to fuck in real time yeah it's like oh yeah. no we're in the street but these two they smell the oh fuck, oh, fuck. so according to fan lore and youtuber uh, uh shipper's guide to the galaxy omegaverse has these like specific rules mm-hmm. so like you said, there is a hierarchy of alpha, beta, and omega, and it can change based on the world. However, people are born into it, and mm. you cannot change your status as an alpha, beta, or omega. That's just who you are. You're stuck with it. Um, so wherever you are in the hierarchy, you're kind of stuck. There's not much leverage. Um, people may have animal qualities, i.e. scent glands and knots. Um, mating is always a part of it, and it can be for life or not for life. And the last rule is that the rules aren't set in stone because um, you can kind of do whatever you want. That's the fun of fandom in general, you know, is like doing whatever you want. 
So Shipper's Guide to the Galaxy also goes into what could draw people to Omegaverse, and they know a few reasons. So one, uh, the kinkiness of how the mating works and the power dynamic, like the built-in power dynamic, because like a lot of people do enjoy power dynamic play, um, whether they admit it or not. Um, they a lot of people do enjoy it. Um, two, the world building, because you kind of have like a basis for your world and then you can expand on it however you want. And I think that makes it easier for people to get into world building as a concept. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good stepping stone for people who are trying to write to like learn how to build a universe and build an atmosphere and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then three, it's built in conflict. Right. So there's always like the alpha versus the omega people who are mated who versus people who aren't mated. Like there is always some societal built in conflict because there is some societal hierarchy in the universe. So even if you don't can't figure out a conflict to save yourself, you have a built in one that you can kind of like lean back on. Um, however, I think they didn't mention one that also is big on me, is that, like, ABO is very trans-friendly. Yeah. And so, like, as an agender person, someone who does not have a gender, um, I can understand how some and myself, like, find and have found comfort in ABO fic. Like, it helps create physical gender representations that are a lot more relatable to trans and uh, non-binary people. Because alpha women can be women with dicks and male omegas can self-lubricate. And that's like, mm-hmm. oh, it me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was obvious, you know, I feel like from the beginning that um, a VO and Omegaverse was going to become a very trans-safe and trans-friendly place. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for that because it helped me learn what I like um, in terms of, like, sex. <laughs> basically from like reading ABL. Well no, seriously because I'm like I'm I'm a non-binary human and I I'm like I don't associate my body with a female body like because I just don't like I don't associate myself as a woman, you know. Yeah. So being in this kind of universe where your genitalia doesn't really matter, you know. Mhm your genitalia doesn't really mean anything to what your first gender is you know it only relates to your secondary gender that's wonderful yeah. okay that's a wonderful feeling so there are kind of earlier iterations of uh I'm sorry. things that of themes that happen and tropes that happen inside the trope of abo and omegaverse that came before the original kink memes um and one of them is Star Trek. Like all things in fandom, it kind of said, uh-huh, yes, trace this back to Star Trek. It's like, if I am the Charlie Day in front of the wall of red lines and connected with, like, the cigarette in one hand, mine would be a joint. So a joint in one hand and, like, my my arm, like, pointing to something, everything, the one singular dot that the red string would connect to would be Star Trek. Actually, I kind of want Nikki to draw that now. Pay me. Pay you? I don't tempt. I know me. you would. That's the thing. You would. I'm, I might pay you. Anyway, um, so it came uh from Star Trek, 
And uh, there was probably Spurk fan fiction um, in the 1960s written after the airing of the episode Amok Time, um, which aired in 1967. And it mentioned Vulcan mating rituals. And the Vulcan mating ritual basically involved, like, fuck or die. Mm. Which is a big trope that gets associated with ABO because you have, you know, heats and, like, the Omega having this, like, need, right? This need to be fucked. I can't believe Mm. I just said that. And that will be recorded for the rest of time. Because of that. Academia. (laughs) Academia. Um, But because of that, you can bring in the fuck or die trope very easily. Um, And also because of ABO's relation to uh, alien biology and like alien fic and, you know, because of it's just plentiful array of biology that you can go through with uh, ABO. You can then have, uh, you know, sex pollen comes into play and sex pollen is also sometimes linked with fuck or die and like you know it's all one big kinky uh triangle you know everything is connected um so later on actually i think in like the 2010s um there was pistol verse uh which is a korean trope that's similar to abo Uh, When people present in these fics, they have a vine and a flower on their wrists. So the vine is for is for the pistol or the omegas and the flower is for the stamen or the alphas. Mm -hmm. And when they have sex, the pistol will have a flower appear onto their vine, which is very cute. (laughs) I still think it's really cute. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's very you. I feel like if you were to start reading like ABO more, I feel like you would read pistol verse fics. I don't know about that. But we will see. We will see. I just feel like, you know, plant-themed. Hold on, we have to wait until Malik can come back because this is interactive. This is our interactive uh, podcast show. (laughs) You, the viewer, can answer. (laughs) You, the viewer, can actually answer um, if you're listening along. And you can see how many you get right. But now that Malik has reappeared... um, Let's do... Actually, Malik might have a better memory. Nikki will not remember this. Nikki has a terrible memory. But let's see. According to fan lore... Mm-hmm. In 2020, the top five fandoms with the highest number of ABO works on AO3 as of March 2020. Okay. I remember, like, three of them. Okay. Uh, okay. I know one was Supernatural. Obviously. One was Teen Wolf, I think. Yes. One was BTS. Of course it was. <laughs> oh, Do you remember what uh, the other two were? Oh, wait, Nikki. This is actually... Uh, Nikki's memory is getting better, folks. This is live unprecedented. on... <laughs> oh, this is unprecedented. Live on the podcast, you are hearing us see that Nikki's memory has gotten better. Congrats. My hero... One more. What's the last one? Oh, shit. I'm so proud of her. Fuck. What is... I think I can't... I don't think I can do it. What was it? Supernatural Teen Wolf. My Hero. BTS, My Hero. The one you're missing is number two. Do you have an answer, Malik? Marvel. Yes, it was the MCU. The MCU. 
All me right. continuously forgetting MCU as a fan. MCU. <laughs> it doesn't exist except for Loki, I guess, and Thor Ragnarok. Do you want to know what Nikki sent me? I'm going to post this. I have to, I'm going to take this meme. I'm going to uh, post it on on the Twitter. Um, and I'm going to link the me- the actual post on Tumblr to it under it. But it said, I wish all Tumblr 2012 sleeper, sleeper agents, agents a very pleasant Loki. Loki. It's Joe. It's me. I am the I am the Tumblr 2012 sleeper agent who needs to be wished a pleasant uh, Loki. I haven't started it yet, but maybe I'll watch it on vacation. All right, so fandoms with more than 5K works with the highest percentage of ABO works on the on AO3 as of March 2020. So this fandom has more than 5,000 works in it. So that was yeah. But uh, and uh, what is the highest percentage of those fix being ABO? There were five top of them, five. right? Yes, top, top five. five. I remember two of them. You said to me, "Would you were like, oh, there were two that were on the same, like on the same list." And I think it was Teen Wolf and Supernatural, right? Yes, but this one is specifically Supernatural RPF. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. Teen Wolf is last with four point three two percent. Mm. of their fix being ABO and Supernatural RPF is number four with 4.87% of their fix being ABO. I remember this threw me for a loop because it was Borderlands. Yes! Why? <laughs> Actually, can we just point out, um, I, every time we mention Borderlands, I for a split second forget what it is. That's fair. And I want to Google it and then I'm like, oh no, wait, I do know what Borderlands <laughs> yeah. Like it's a video game. It is a video game. Um it is a video game. Happy Borderlands E three to people who play Borderlands because I think they talked about the movie for once. And uh they are getting a new RPG Tiny Tina thing. I don't know. I know nothing about Borderlands. Good Enjoy that Borderlands. Borderlands fans. Yeah, good for y'all. All right, yeah. that is number three with five point zero four percent of their fic being ABO. What are the top two? Oh, These are fandoms that I am in. Hannibal. Yes, Hannibal's number two with five point three nine percent. And then the one that's left is a is a fandom that you are also in. The face Nikki is making is of pure disgust and confusion. I think she might... More confusion. Malik grabbed the mic. Malik's like, I know. (laughs) Malik, do you remember? Do you have an answer? It is the fandom that is currently starving their stomachs out and their hearts out. Yuri on Ice. Yes, it is. Yuri on Ice has the highest percentage of uh, ABO fix in like their fan fiction with uh, 5.43% of their fan being ABO fan um, more interesting ABO stats that I got from Destination Toast who is someone who used to do doesn't do as much now but uh, in the early 2010s did a lot of fandom statistics on Tumblr mm-hmm. Um, so I got some statistics from, I think these are from 2018-ish, around that time. Um, 
when I and the the in the description there will be links. Don't don't worry. I will have links to everything. Um so this is what they uh, had posted some stats that they had. The majority of ABO fix are rated explicit, but mm-hmm. it's a slim majority. It's 55.7%. Which like I'm not surprised that they're all mostly explicit, but I am surprised that it's like that like tiny amount more, yeah. you know. It's just like a little over a half. Ninety percent of ABO fix are tagged MM, which I would like to say when we were talking about something specific earlier, and you mentioned and you were talking about omegas and alphas. You, without question, you just said he and him. Like Nikki immediately went into being like a gay relationship. Yeah, because it's like. 90%? Yeah, of, yeah, of the tags is uh, MM. So that could mean because, like, there's always there's always the, the option of fetishization, right? There's, like, yeah. always... Not the option, but there's always, like, that a probably chain. has a, a little bit to do with it. You know, that most likely does. Um, yeah. But then there's also, like, you have... Uh, you always have to remember that a lot of fan work is gay because... Mm-hmm men are still given the most developed roles in TVs and movies. And since there's also fandom for things from, like, 30 years ago, you know, men were given more. It's just just how it is, you know. Statistically more likely, I would imagine. Actually, I would love to see what the statistics are on that. I might have to do a little research and after this and i'll post it on the twitter and you know what that's what i'll do i'll do research on it after this and when i post it on the twitter it'll be a sneak peek for this episode um (laughs) and lastly abo has been gaining popularity over time but it is still less than one percent of fix produced on ao3 each month but each month that's still like that they have a percentage at all pretty good yeah true and i feel like also it says a lot about yourself if you felt if that surprised you yeah because when I read that, that did surprise me. But then I was like, that's right, I'm in some horny fandoms, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Voltron, you know, I'm in some, some horny fandoms. Mm-hmm. So. So. Now we're gonna do the part that everyone has asked me about. That anytime I said, hey, we're gonna do ABO for one of our episodes, the first question on everyone's mouth was, are you gonna do the Omegaverse lawsuit? Like, do you remember when that woman tried to sue about Omegaverse? Oh my god, did you watch the Lindsay Ellis video? Are you going to do that Omegaverse lawsuit? Yes. Ye- yes to all of these things. Um, but I'm not really going to go too, do too deep into the uh, Omegaverse. Like, no, in too deep. It's too deep into the, like, the legal, legal side of it. Because, like, I, I read through it. I watched stuff on it. And no matter how many times I tried to listen to a person explain, like the true intense legal things behind it i was like i'm too i'm too dumb for this <laughs> i'm like i i like like some of the videos go really in depth and i'm like i can't i can't so the omegaverse lawsuit actually started in 2018 mm-hmm. however in may of 2020 the new york times posted an article titled a feud in wolf kink erotica raises a deep logical question and that began circulating in fandom twitter and yeah. that's when, like, you and me, Nikki, came across it. Yeah. And I imagine you probably did too, Malik, because we sent it in the horny off main group chat. 
Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, no, you, you. No, no, no. You and me sent it into the horny off main group chat because, like, Sid needed to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember the first time you came across ABO lawsuit in the wild? Me or Malik? Malik. Oh, okay. Uh, I've. It's a vague memory, honestly. Like, um, I feel like it is. I definitely did see it at some point. I I know I did, but I remember just like seeing it in passing. And, like, what the fuck is this? Why is the New York Times writing about this? Well, I'll tell you why the New York Times is writing about this. So, the New York Times article is honestly my favorite source for the ABO lawsuit because it gets down to the point of the lawsuit, you know? It doesn't, like, go too deep into the legal stuff. It just kind of gets to, like it says, like, a deep logical question, which is, can someone own the copyright to a trope? Like, can someone own this concept of a universe you know like you can own ip yeah because it's like a solid thing right like, like there a is brand. a it's a brand there is a specific way that mickey mouse looks okay you yeah. know and if you draw anything that looks similar to it it makes sense whereas like abo can be anything because it is a it's trope more conceptual yeah, like it's more it's conceptual. And abstract. Mm-hmm. Like, it's harder to pin down than, like, oh, Mickey Mouse looks like this. Star Wars has these rules. And, like, this is what we copyrighted about it. But, like, ABO is, like, while it has, like, stuff, like, that is similar to an IP, it's not, like, an actual IP that you can say, this is mine. Especially with how vague, like, uh, its origins are. And, like, yeah and that's what this also gets to right because um so so here's what happened basically the like rundown right addison kane tried to sue zoe ellis for using common abo tropes such as scenting abo dynamics in general kidnapping which is big in the abo world um Mm -hmm. mating and marking etc in ellis's new book Kane uh, claimed that Ellis stole her story from Kane's Born to be Bound series and that the evidence was in Ellis's use of ABO tropes. So, um, Kane, uh, Addison Kane's Born to be Bound series is actually her adaption of her Bane Dark Knight fanfic. So it's kind of like, you know, Twilight was my chemical romance fan fiction yes reworked into a major movie franchise and then how 50 shades of gray was twilight fan fiction reworked that's what this was on a smaller scale because it did not raise the insanity that that raised um yeah so off the top of my head when i was writing this script like i've created a timeline of events okay so the kink meme prompt is posted in November 2010, okay? The original kink meme prompt on the Supernatural boards. The Dark Knight came out in 2008, all right? Meaning that mm-hmm. there is a chance that as soon as ABO became a thing, it just kind of came over to um, Dark Knight. Or it could have been something that, like, was already brewing and then someone finally took a name to it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And so, and then Kane started writing ABO Dark Knight fan fiction in 2012, according to the Lindsay Ellis video. And I hate that I have to cite the Lindsay Ellis video, but that's where I got this information from. I mean, um, like, you can... You're just citing it. It's not like you're like, ah, yes, I love Lindsay Ellis and she's okay. great. Yeah. And I you're, did you're watch it pre. I did watch it pre. Uh, that. Yeah, that pre whole situation, um, which is a whole other thing that we can probably get into on another time. Um, yeah. So there is a chance that Addison Kane could have been one of the people to first start writing ABO fanfic um, in the Dark Knight fandom. Mm-hmm. There is a good chance. But who knows? Not I. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did the, the research! Glad we made the same joke. The same exact joke. Yeah, not, a, not you, but me. I do. I kind of know. So. <clears throat> I went to AO3 first. And the earliest instance of ABO in the Batman, uh, parentheses, movies dash Nolan tag on AO3 is from 2013. And it's a kink meme fill from a now orphaned uh, account. Mm-hmm. So there's like no way to track anything down that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's a fic about Bane. However, it isn't uh, a hetero fic. It's about him and John Blake. Um, he was the guy who was supposed to become Robin, played by... Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Probably. Right? Yeah, I think so. Um, And it had uh, it had been more than a trilogy, I think, right? Oh, if it had been more than a trilogy. (laughs) It also looked as if, like, what? No, like, there was four? No, there were only three Batman movies in the Nolan series. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Had they done a fourth one, it would have had Robin, probably. But honestly, I don't think they ever really wanted to do a fourth one. I don't know. If anyone knows, let me know. Phone in. Phone in now. Phone in now. (laughs) Text now on your phones. Um, Let us know on our Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Let us know on our Twitter. We do. We do do have a Patreon in our minds. In our minds? Before I make one so I can earn money <laughs> okay fine fine we're money not, we're not making fans. a patreon for now I, I think i don't know <laughs> whatever you want for now for now who knows but anyway. uh yeah anyway um so i also looked at the comments to see if anyone like came back and looked at the fic and was like this is the fic from the woman in the abo lawsuit no so i highly doubt that uh, it would be on abo so I went over to fanfiction.net to look for it, and I scrolled endlessly through <laughs> Dark Knight fanfic on fanfiction.net for probably two hours. Um, I was watching Bob's Burgers, <laughs> scrolling, um, and I could not find any ABO like Bane fic appearing anywhere in like 2012, 2013 area, you know? Um, when Kane would have started writing. And there's, like, honestly a 99% chance that after publishing the book, she took the original off the internet, because I think that's yeah. exactly what, like, that's that's what Stephanie Meyer did. That's what, um, what's-her-face did from 
the who who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? E.L. James. There we go. I was like, well. So, however, even if Kane like brought the concept of ABO to the Nolan films, like there's like Nolan films fandom, there's no way she created the concept of heterosexual ABO. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way. Like, someone else did that before you. The the prompt, the kink meme was, like, came out two years before she's even started writing. Um, and thankfully, uh, the courts also agreed that you cannot own a trope. And despite multiple DMCA takedown notices and suing for plagiarism, Kane's attacks against Ellis didn't work. And Ellis's books are still available for purchase. So if you are a fan of heterosexual ABO, go buy uh, one of Zoe Ellis's books. You know, check them out. <laughs> like, it's so dystopian to think that anyone will just try to say that they can own a concept. Yeah, it's not great. Like, it kind of goes back to that, like, like full disclosure, if, like, Malik edited it out or whatever, like, we literally just had a conversation right now about, like, if we were going to start a Patreon to make money off of this. And that, that like, totally leads back to this, like, monetize everything in your, monetize everything you can. And so she saw that she was getting money from her writing, and so she wanted to get more money, monetize it more. It's that late-stage capitalism where we cannot afford anything, so that's why we have to monetize everything we like to do. This is why I want to live in the woods, but to live in the woods, I need money. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, who knows? We might have a Patreon someday. Not now, though. (laughs) So, some people, because this is fandom, Nikki... They yeah. don't like ABO. Unsurprising because of how fandom works now. So, but it's understandable. Like, it can just not be your thing. And the people who it's just not their thing and are chill about it are the people we care about. Yeah. Um, but some people, you know, some people don't like its association with wolves. Some people don't find it hot. There's also a lot of non con play and like rape themes that come along with ABO. And like, some people just, you know, don't like that totally valid fine yes but this is fandom so some people um react poorly to that to hating abo and lash out at other people and nikki um we've had experience with this welcome to fandom at the start of and the end of voltron because we cannot as explained before in our first episode Probably, every time we talk about fandom, it's gonna link back to Voltron. Voltron caused a lot of our problems that we have now. Sadly, because I like the show. Sadly, because the fandom is absolutely terrible and there's only like a select group of people that I like in the fandom. Jill and Malik included. Calling you guys out. Um, But yeah. I don't know why people think it's okay to attack people for liking things if they don't like it. But sometimes people do that. And this happened to our dear friend Belle, who has their own uh, podcast and is actually going to uh, come on in a few episodes and talk to us about One Piece because their podcast is about One Piece. Yay! But it's all in Portuguese, so you can only listen to it if you speak Portuguese. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you speak Portuguese... 
Go for it. Go listen. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's the name of uh, Bell's podcast? Uh, it's right? in Portuguese. It, it's in Portuguese. It is. A, yeah. Yes. Oh. It's like road 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 pod false something. Yeah. Uh, let me double check because we promote our friends here. Uh, we'll probably put a link to it on our Twitter. Uh, that is true. Okay. So our friend Bell, who is a wonderful human being, um, mm-hmm. ended up talking to another friend of theirs from uh, Voltron fandom, another Brazilian friend, uh, Day, one when uh, it, ha- it was a conversation that happened on the timeline in regards to a Twitter account that was called Voltron Failed Tweets. And it was just like, here are failed tweets from Voltron of like, like stupid, like quote unquote Voltron fan things. And so, um, Day said, uh, Nikki and I are going to read this again. Okay, who do you want to be? You're going to be Day. I'm going to be, um, yeah, because Day has to do it more. Bell only does it once. Oh, uh- you want me to do the ooh-woo voice? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. All right. So, for a dramatic reading, Nikki, <clears throat> in this evening's presentation of the famous Belle Bio tweet, the part of Jay will be played by Nickelodeon. The <laughs> part of Belle will be played by Jillian. Don't get a suit, please. I mean, if my name is Nikki, is it truly, can they truly sue me because my name is Nikki and the nickname is Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon should not be a copyrighted thing because there's Nickelodeon piano and that's, yeah. Anyways. Oh. Um. <clears throat> oh, yeah. um. Hmm? Wait. Okay. Okay. They're attacking my ABO rights. Oh, whoa. Meows and protests. Sadly, oh wolves. Why can't you like leaky assholes in peace, oh woo? And that was dramatic reading. <laughs> Can we get a round of applause, Malik? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize she was losing it until I looked. And I was like, oh, he's losing Malik it. Malik was trying to hold it in the whole time. Because <laughs> I had the screenshot like pulled up earlier, so I couldn't see him. So I was just like, oh well. Good, good job. Thank you. Good Thank you. Job. We try. We try really this one. <clears throat> um. So the fan po thought it was gross. <laughs> the fan police thought that, that was gross. Um, and they added Bell to their hate Twitter, and that was kind of like just it of the whole thing. And it's still so funny to me though that people like hate each other. They hate someone that they don't know on the internet so much that they screenshotted a tweet, sent it in to another person, and that person posted it on a Twitter account. Yeah, like, it's so, like, out of touch from reality of, like, just hating someone. Yeah, it's like, it's when you realize that, like, we, yes, we grew up with technology, but still the time that we grew up, we, like didn't use it as much you know yeah 
because it was still not as advanced as it is today and not as as ingrained technically in our society as it is today because yeah. i'm not trying to go on a back in my days thing but it's like yeah. it's just very different at what level tech is ingrained in our society as it was when we were younger and that definitely plays a role in like our ability to more easily step back like from it <laughs> yeah because it's just like when I say, like, oh, when I say, like, hating someone, like, on the internet, it's just because it's, like, it's someone you, usually it's, like, someone you don't have an interaction with at all, and it's just, you see something in passing, and the decision to just hate someone based on that is, like, absolutely crazy to me, because it's just, like, it's, like, essentially people watching, and then, like, you hear them say a conversation, and that is your entire perception of it, and you just decide, instead of like, oh, this is a one chance encounter and I'll never see this person again, you go, I hate this person with my guts, and I want to send what they said completely out of contact into a hate society, which makes no sense in reality, because it's just like... Also... It's just a funny tweet. Like, I'm so oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, the tweet, the whole conversation itself is so hilarious. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, all in, like, jest, you know? They're all, they're, like, being, like, obnoxious and satirical about it, like... <sighs> it's, like, a parody it's... tweet. And that's all yeah. it was. But then someone was, like, oh. Which is, like, how you know they're taking fandom way too seriously. Because it's just, like, fandom is, like, haha, fun, and jokes not my entire self i put into fandom because that shouldn't be what it is yeah exactly i did mention this last time but it definitely does go back to the point that most of these people are like from what i see at least they're minors or they're still learning about stuff and yeah I think the thing is, when you're on Twitter, you find the most aggressive people. Cause, yeah. Because I find that, like, there's definitely places or accounts that, like, purposely prod the bear. Like, poke the bear and try and cause a reaction of some sort. But at the same time, it's hard to differentiate those. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard to see, okay, do they mean this or do they not? And sometimes when you think that they're not you might find oh maybe they have a point about this or this or this so you kind of think oh maybe maybe they kind of have a bit of an idea of something so mm -hmm. like i'm not saying that that's the case all the time but i'm sure that for some people that is the case where they see people and you know they try and be around them because you know they're well respected in their communities uh they're doing something in their community that you know is neat and cool so they and so they think maybe if it is a, i kind of be like that you know maybe i'll kind of get with the program of some sort and be where they are but again i think that it's kind of just a moment of like they don't know better or at least not yet yeah, because they're, like, young. So, and also, like, there's, like, you were saying, like, that need of, like, finding that group yeah. is, like, very important for, like, a lot of young kids. And I saw that, like, I see, you know, I even see that in, like, people in real life, you yeah. know? 
like it's very obvious those kind of people when you come across them in the wild like i can think of a few in my mind right Mm -hmm. now but what i have learned as someone who has dealt with anxiety and depression all of my life that Mm -hmm. a lot of that also that a lot of this also comes with undiagnosed and unhandled mental illness yeah in the sense that like a lot of it is uh depression based because i what i literally have a tattoo on my body that's like a reference to the fact that like when i'm in like a deep depression like i don't know what's going on in the world but like whatever fandom i've zoned in on don't you worry i know everything but i couldn't tell you what's going on in the news you know Mm -hmm. and so i get it i understand that like you kind of go into that but you have to like when you get older and you learn how to handle mental illness like you learn to deal with it better because i'm pretty sure that when i was younger and not being able to handle my mental illnesses properly i like did stuff that was like similar to these guys right like i never once sent a death threat like i never went that you know deep you know but like i probably did some weird crazy like not crazy i probably did some like weird intense uh stuff when i was younger and in fandom you know yeah remember we tried to do a supernatural convention on our own at like freshman year of high school literally literally like come on now that's that's cringe as hell and like we yeah okay yeah it's out there it's cringe as hell though but so we i did stuff like that you know and that was definitely unchecked and unhandled properly mental illness because Mm -hmm. i just you know i i didn't know Hmm? because you told a story i guess i can um i remember when i went to my first anime convention uh, I think in 2013 or 2014, it was Anime Next, and I was in line to meet a uh, voice actor, um, Greg Ayers, Greg Ayers, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember at the time, it, it, and this isn't like a a thing that you were saying of like mental illness, but it is rather a, something of like trying to fit in with the crowd and trying to, you know stand out I guess um, mm-hmm. I remember at the time Psy was taking off and they had oh, wait, wait, Psy as in like P-S-I-Y oh okay uh, I think it was either Gangnam Style or Gentleman at the time I want to say it was Gangnam oh. Style yeah, and, and I asked which side because I immediately think Uncle Sai at Nikki. <laughs> I thought that's the third one. I went Sai like psychic, and then my brain went Sai from Voltron, and then it went what Uncle Sai Sai the artist, the uh, artist. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. Huh? No, like, my mind immediately went Uncle Sai. <laughs> um. But anyway, continue. Uh, and I remember when I was in line and the song was playing like they this was when like they were in Somerset and they had music playing over the loudspeakers um, yeah. in the hotel or at least it was somebody that was playing music I couldn't remember which one remember I was in line and like I really wanted to do the thing where like everybody would do like the Gondam style horse dance you know yeah. at like the breakdown in the chorus yeah. And what ended up happening was I was the only fucking one in the line that did it. 
Oh. And Wait. I didn't realize it until like a few seconds later mm-hmm. when I saw no one do it and I was like, yo, do it. And like no one else did it. And then I just stood back in line and just pretty much said nothing else from there. So Yikes. I don't blame you. I would have done this. My yeah. my young self would have been like, oop. But like that's the thing, cause like when you're young, that's just really like fun. That's cool, cause you know places like conventions are like, you know, places where you, you should be able to do that. Yeah, where where you can just like have fun with like other cosplayers. Mm-hmm. I should also mention with consent, with consent, because yes, consent yeah. with cosplayers is very very important. Uh, yeah, just want to throw it out there. But um, like again, not everyone is adult in how does it they manage themselves online, especially on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it is a cesspool for a reason. Uh, well, that's because. Well, this and, is also like. It's because all of the people who left Tumblr came over to Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. God. So we're we're all eternally trapped on one hell side or another. There's no escape. But before we get too deep into this, I am gonna I wanna do an episode on this because I basically this is gonna be part of the Tumblr Exodus like episode or maybe series because I literally wrote a paper on this concept as to why it's a hellscape now in fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about and this And Tumblr more. just fucked it up even more. Did you hear about how Tumblr is screwing up their tagging system? No. So you can't rant in the tags anymore. So what? any keyword that you rant, any keyword, so if you're like, oh, fuck this Marvel shit, I'm so mad, blah, 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 it will take the word Marvel and it will fa- put your tag in the Marvel tag. God. That's so bad because people tag normally. Yep. Oh, my God. Because people, why it works? Their fucking tag system works. I don't. It doesn't. No, no, no. Their tag system works okay. It doesn't work. It isn't good. But it's better than most social media tag systems. True. So it's like it's the only one that is like functional at to an extent. Though the first five, like, I think they took out the first five, like, tag systems being in the tags. I think they took that mm. out. But, like, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Why change something that, at its core, functioned? But, yeah. So, honestly, to each their own. And, hey. you know, that's it. <laughs> well... Join us next time for another slightly embarrassing look into a fandom that I hold near and dear to my heart. The Phantom, Dan and Phil. As I use them as a lens to uh, look into parasocial relationships. Are y'all excited to learn about my favorite emo fathers? You make it seem like that you don't have me watch at least one of their YouTube videos once a week with you on Scener. This is a call out. This is a call out. And don't act like I don't have a few videos queued up for our episode! Oh boy. It's, it's like when your teacher's like, uh, I'll have any shit for you today, so here I am rolling in the VCR. No, TV. no, I have points! There is a point! 
I have, I'm making a point when I 